is waiting on fries. That you don't get it? You don't, what do you mean you don't get waiting on fries? Hopefully the customer never hears waiting on fries, but all this time on the entree and it's perfectly executed and then you're it's like, ready to go. I forgot to fire the fries. I just always use that when I forgot to put somebody's order in and I was like, hey, I'm just waiting on the fries. It's gonna be two more minutes. Realistically, I come back 10 minutes with the food. Exactly. <laughs> they just know that their food's not there in the service that they're still waiting on fries. I guess we're just waiting on fries. <laughs> All right, red light's on. Boom. That means let's do this thing. Hit the ground rolling. We got some things to talk about. Let's just shadow them real quick so everyone knows what we're talking about today. You ready, guys? Ready to go. I've been ready. We're going to hit on, you know, restaurant owners' fixed mindsets where you're living in this little bubble. You're happy. You're paying your bills. You're doing your things. But the world outside of you is moving, and you've been in your restaurant. You have no idea what the fuck's going on outside. Right? It's important to avoid getting tunnel vision. Yeah, we got to make sure that we're not just stuck in a fixed mindset and we got to keep on exploring ways to be more profitable and open up our third, fourth, fifth locations. Let's do it. Uh, Also, breaking news, 25% indoor occupancy in New York. It's coming. September 30th. I saw that today. And then 50% occupancy. That's also coming. To be determined on what, November 2nd? Let's not get crazy. Yeah. And then, you know, these little <laughs> things. Second. You snuck that in there. <laughs> <laughs> and then these little things that we've got happening with little black dots all over the place. And people use their phones. And then they take a fake picture of it. And then they go right to the website using these, what are they? QR codes. That's what you must be talking about. Damn right. That's what we're talking about. I thought you were talking about dust but on we'll the But s- we'll touch on some marketing because there's a lot of awesome ways that you can use these QR codes that now going forward, everybody's going to know how to use them. You know what I'm talking about, guys? You should know already. Yeah. Unless you've been, like, living under a rock or something. Completely. So, Jeffs, you're trugging along. Let's get into it. Yeah, you know, you're trugging along here. Trugging? Chugging. Chugging. You're chugging along. Choo-choo train. You're operating a business. It's working. You're paying your bills. You're making profits. Your investors are happy. You're happy. You're going to get to restaurant three, four eventually. And a lot of times, I find that you're doing things in here that are outside the box. Things that are kind of cutting edge, things that most guys are not doing. You're talking about me? I was talking about you. It wasn't like a compliment. I'm just saying. It kind of like, was a compliment. That was yeah, a nice it was compliment. a compliment. I yeah. appreciate the compliment. It wasn't intended to be. I was just stating facts. <laughs> but so what happens we could be, though? We could be doing more though. I don't think we're, you know, the super cutting edge that you're talking about. We could definitely be doing more. And that's, I think that's a, a lot of the puzzle, though, is the fact that your mentality going into doing any type of marketing, any type of new business piece is we can be doing more. And I think that a lot of guys, as they've been doing this for 10 years, 15 years, you know, they have their cookie cut way of doing something. And if they're successful, they'll duplicate the cookie cut over and over again without actually trying to figure out what new ways to do things. I mean, How do we make more money? There is that old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And sure, you know, maybe guys are looking at it like I'm being safe. It's been working this long this way. Why would I change it? But then, you know, take guys that have been in this business for 20, 30 years now that have maybe 50 spots or so, not necessarily a chain, but individual locations where they're all becoming outdated year by year because they're not actually moving with the times and they're not really seeing what's outside besides monitoring the cash sheets and dealing with fires day to day that they're putting out. Uh, this happens all the time. But well, I think, I think now it's happening even more because it's such a closed thing. I was just talking to Mike about it. That was kind of my point to get out to go to another place to see what's happening at other 
just at other restaurants other and are doing it. see if you're missing something on the operational standpoint because you're so closed, so closed in, focused on what we're doing that we might be missing something that people are picking up on. Totally. Uh, you know, the times are changing in front of us, and I think that. Speaking of which, I was just at Maine. I was up in Maine last weekend. I went to that. Maine Beer Company. It looked like a lot of fun. It was this. It was the second, second place I've actually. All the places I've eaten out since March have been in Maine, which is weird. <laughs> that is kind of like, weird. Two months ago, I went to go help my dad move up there, and I ate at a lobster place and got lobster rolls. And then this is the second time I went out. Other other than Smokehouse was the main beer company. And it was pretty good, pretty good, good experience. They, you know, like explain to me the building. Okay, pretty good sized facility, like not a monster brewery, but definitely yeah. bigger than your small like independent brewery. Sure, bigger than Broken Bow, smaller than Captain Lawrence. Well, that's irrelevant to somebody listening. I'd say, but, I'd say, but to people in yeah, the area, they I get know. it. Yeah, equal. Yeah. I'd say about the same size as Captain Lawrence. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, so there's so. a thirty thousand square foot spot. Yeah, something maybe. like that. And what I, what sucks is I found out when I was there. Well, that sucks. But it sucks for them, maybe, that they had just expanded their their brewery to like increase to have like a tap room and dining hall and all this stuff they had just expanded end of 2019 <laughs> getting ready for this season and then it just then never happened. happened it never happened and it's funny although they'll you know obviously take some form of hit if they do have smaller occupancy levels by expanding though even half occupancy still a handful of people yeah, you're, like no, you're not hurting sure. i think for the sure. people that are going to make out of this like not unscathed but better than others are those that have enough space to actually do something clever? And they had a good, they have a good, uh, they had a good parking lot, a good sized parking lot. So they were able to take half of that, put a big tent in, have a bunch of tables and stuff. They had their, they had it down pretty good. Like their system was set up pretty well, in and out, ninety minute cap on the table. You got to do that in busy spots too. Uh, yeah. It's like you can't have somebody just sitting lounging all day drinking beers you gotta kind of turn and burn after your what fifth beer then you're starting to slow down yeah. fourth beer starting to slow down a little yeah. bit like i mean i put in work but yeah i get it <laughs> yeah 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 but you know circle back things that you're doing like that getting outside of your own restaurant finding that time to actually detach seeing what's happening you know in other places utilizing social media which we've hit on multiple times before you know, cruising through Instagram, seeing what other restaurants are doing. Uh, how many restaurants do you follow on your Instagram? All of uh, them. Yeah. So well, I see one, I follow one. <laughs> yeah, and it helps you, though, at the end of the day. Uh, how many times probably do like you at least see easily. somebody doing something groundbreaking where you're like, oh, it's actually a good idea? doesn't and even necessarily have to be groundbreaking. Just something different, something out of the ordinary. Yeah, makes just you a new trend of any kind. Like, that might be the new trend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you'll execute that over here on Sorry, this I thought end. I was going somewhere with that. <laughs> no, nah, you went. You went. Uh, but it's true. You know, somebody, again, like I said, 20 years in this industry, kind of maybe on the brinks of burning out a little bit, especially with this thing happening above his head. He's not looking at what the other guys are doing, I don't think, for the most part. You know, you're just trying to figure out how to stay above water, keep on treading, where you miss some of the things that people are doing. We've said it countless times also. Uh, doing these family restaurant packs as far as takeout orders go, right? Put a $45 pack, $60 pack together, feed a family of four. Now you're moving things out of your fridge. It's throwback. That was like the original first <laughs> yeah. thing that restaurants were pivoting into, sure. Yeah. Uh, but like these CBT are the things. CBT to food for, this, food for the family. Food for the family. Feed the family. <laughs> but these are the things that you miss if you're not really, you know, looking outside to see what's going on out there. 
Um, but some of these guys too, on the other end of the spectrum, have that mentality where if they're doing okay, then why change anything? Yeah, if the cap- if the customer's already happy with the product that you already have, why go try to bring them something new that maybe they won't enjoy as much? You know, interesting that you would say that. I've been watching the Imagineering story on Disney. Okay. Which is actually, it's very interesting. And I didn't think this was going to tie in at all before, but since you just said that, it kind of does tie into it. There's a point. Um, there's a point where Bob, Bob Iger, who's like the current CEO or whatever of Disney, is talking about how they have to change their, their theme parks and their rides to keep Disney parks relevant, right? They can't keep the same ride forever. Right. But every time they go back to a ride, it seems like they're going to terror tower of terror or no longer or, exist or it's a small world or like right. one of those rides they go and they announce they're going to change it and the disney diehards like start flipping out yep. like because it's a classic you, you can't, can't change that, that. Yeah. it's you know whatever blah 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 and they just have to kind of they say they have to move forward keeping disney authenticity in mind but knowing that they have to better for the for the guest experience and they say sometimes the people that are rising up about changing it's a small world and you say well when was the last time you were at you were actually on you it's were a small at world. disney world and went to it's a small world oh yeah. when i was a kid how old are you now i'm 48 well i'm like okay so you haven't <laughs> rode the ride in 30 years so i mean we need to get you to ride the ride again yeah. right so why would you i and wouldn't be mad did they, if did it they actually change. define the point where they have to make a change did yeah they? so they said they they go into every change knowing their guests knowing their their own authenticity and say they, you have to change to stay relevant. You just have to be careful to stay true to who you are. And, and then in the end, the guest usually is happy with the change, even right. though they fought you tooth and nail about it. <laughs> Man, I need a D- Disney Plus <laughs> password. <laughs> those, those, that, that same idea parallels into like changing a menu when you have regulars who like the exact same dish exactly. over and over again. Exactly, and yeah, I actually a, told Mike that. And yeah. I was like, it, may, it hit me to our menu discussion. Yep, that's Can't take it. that off the menu. So and so will be, you know, they've been ordering it forever. Yeah, but then you just gotta tell them to try the new thing. Yeah, just like, no, we did this. It's better, dude. <laughs> Does that not just come down to the sheer statistics of things, though? Like, yeah, I understand that you love this one single dish, but you're one of six people that order this per month. Exactly. It's all and then product it's mix and seeing where it goes. Maybe it was really popular back in the day, and now it's not so popular. Time to revamp it. <laughs> yeah. I. Side note: I would actually be a little torn down if it's a small world had to change you know i feel like that's one of like the one fixtures of disney but disney that's, needs that's a huge upgrade they have changed it and they showed in the thing it's changed like 20 times <laughs> but they change it the right way can't wait so that every time you go you would just you get it you're just like okay cool it's still, i didn't notice any changes exactly, last time i went but it's like three years ago but he's thinking different. about the angry letter he's gonna send to disney when he gets home like the most recent Iger. <laughs> yeah so like that's the thing so they're changing it but keeping it relevant to their brand, Bring right? Back they understand it's a, small world. it's a small world is a is a Disney staple, but they have to make it so when a kid like a five year old today goes on the ride, it'll make sense. It them. has to be relevant to them, yeah. and so that they grow up with when they're forty are just as upset when they change. It's a small world again. Now to figure this right, if you're, you know, an older guy that's been in this business for a long time, and you haven't gotten to restaurant number two, number three. My question is, is it feasible to pay somebody to do these things for you? These market research ideas and 
things to come up with. Is that available? Is that even an idea? Hey, I need some graphics, or I need a movie. I need something done like that. Can can you afford to keep doing that? How do you mean? Like pay someone out, like outsource the whole thing? Correct. So you can keep going on about worrying about whatever fire you're putting out in your establishment. I mean, those companies definitely do exist. Are you asking if they work? I'm saying, can a guy like that that maybe doesn't know what's going on outside have some type of idea of who to bring in to help him out and get him back on board? And maybe I need a almost like a, a PR guide to some extent. I think you can do that and you should do that. You just can't be detached from it, though, because if yeah. it's if you're detached from it, then just like I said, then the authenticity isn't there. And if the authenticity is lacking, then it just fails. So, you know, you might be not be a marketing guy. You might not be a PR yeah. guy. You got to hire those you people. You got to hire the right in, person. To but do you got to be you have to be working 50 50 with those people. Otherwise, it's not you. And, and your guests will know that. You think somebody could be successful being like the Dave Portnoy of being like an old Italian restaurant owner, just like out there with his camera taking videos of himself screaming at people? For sure. If that's them, yeah. Well, I'm just thinking authenticity. I mean, it would, it would definitely be something to, different. To be honest, it sounds like something that would go viral, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> ah, I took out this camera and now I just got lines down the street yeah. from my restaurant. Like the soup Nazis. I would go check them out. No soup for you. So, I mean, it, you know, it's... It's important to keep your radar open. I can't believe I open. made a Seinfeld reference. I hate that show. <laughs> I'm not mad at any Seinfeld reference ever. Uh, but it's important to keep your head outside and not go into that tunnel vision. Like I wish there was a button for Instagram and Facebook to just completely reset my funnel. I want a brand new, non-funnelized you got to reset view. your algorithms. You can't, though. There's no possible way to do it. There's no one single button, but you can do it. I'm shaking my head that you can't do it. I've, you, know, you can start a new Instagram. All right. Guys, <laughs> today we dropped big news. Um, or we should say that big news is now happening. Dropped. Yeah. yeah, news has just dropped. We're going to start laying people back in in New York. This isn't a big deal for everybody New everywhere. New York City. New York City, yeah. Oh, we've yep. been doing this already. Correct. In, that's, in why, Westchester. that's why it's a big deal. And it's, it's not a big deal to everybody out there anyway because in a lot of states – People have been able to come inside restaurants anyway. I Did you see the $2 billion lawsuit that the New York City restaurants were? I think that's what prompted this decision. You think so? I think so. Why wouldn't it? Uh, Now, I totally did not realize that you could not go inside of a restaurant or a bar in New York City until recent weeks. We went out into Brooklyn, and I realized everyone was sitting outside. I didn't see really anybody inside. And as we were sitting outside of this bar, which just so happened to have this little parking lot area next door to it, somebody mentioned that, like, I can't wait until they let people go into restaurants. And I said, wait, what? (laughs) Because I know New York and Westchester, and, you know, we're going inside restaurants. I had no idea. So talking about this there, I, I... completely baffled. I said, how are any of these places staying alive right now? And this was all industry people here. And they were like, they're really not. They're like on the border about to be shutting down a lot of places here. And that's only going to let 25% of people in in the next month. Can you survive like that? No. I feel like if you weren't already doing a lot of takeout and a lot of outdoor seating, uh, you're probably not going to open up at 25% capacity. You're not going to be able to really make money like that. At 25% capacity without takeout. I, I, I don't think so. You know, and I know nothing about the New York City landscape because it's just an entirely different animal. The rents are crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about 
you know, a high rent, a high rent where we are is like 60 plus a square foot. And there's places in the city that are $350 a square foot. It's like, I don't even know how to do the math of like what you need to do day in and day out to do that. And the, the volume and the foot traffic that that's based off of, which is all the people that travel into, in and out of the city and all the people that work in that city, it's just not there, you know? So I don't, I don't even be, I can't even begin to imagine how to wrap my head around figuring out the financials at 25% capacity of how to operate it or if it's going to work. I mean, I don't think, I don't, we think we, if we were at 25% capacity, if we were half of what we are right now, uh, I don't think we could do it. So, and when we also say though, New York city, you know, what you're more so referencing, I feel like is Manhattan itself. Because the outer boroughs are, they're different. They're still not as it's expensive not. as being in Manhattan. Right. There's still more than here, though. Oh, correct. Sure. You know? uh, de- yeah, depending. Sure, depending. Correct. But, of course, the foot traffic is not in Manhattan anymore because you have to keep in mind that a lot of the people that go into Manhattan are commuters. They're people that live in Westchester. They're people that live in Connecticut. They take those trains in. They come from Jersey side to go to work. Uh, sure, they come from the boroughs as well. And now you're looking at a city that's somewhat desolate in some senses where they don't have to return to work anymore. We're doing Zoom meetings and, you know, learning how to wear boxers on the bottom, but business on the top. Like, that's the world that we're currently living in right now. The mullet's going to make a comeback. I'm not mad. I actually I read something about how it's making a comeback in, like, London and across, across <laughs> the seas. The mullet's already on its way back. What were you reading? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know know what this was. But, like, all right, so you don't know how profitable you have to even be to maintain having a restaurant. But we could say this, at least. If at first it's going to be 25% for the first month, and then it's going to go up to 50% for the following month as far as occupancy rates go, there's a lot of restaurants, I don't think, that are going to open up at a 25% occupancy rate. I think that's a fair statement. I would agree with that as well. It's, you know, we've already gone down. In but, I mean, financials aside, that's also probably a smart decision in terms of just waiting to see exactly how this is going to plan out, you know? Sure, and, I mean, that's you part don't of the financials. bring all your employees back and tell them, all right, we're going back at it, we're back to work, and then all of a sudden you get shut down again because you're not making any money. Like, to be honest, at 25%, anytime you're increasing your service, that's like a, it's a big commitment to say, okay, we're going to open service, whatever... If you're open for takeout only, your labor has been, you know, just your kitchen and maybe one person, two people expediting the front of that, the front of the house, which would just be pickup and payment, etc. Right. Once you start committing yourself to service, that's a whole nother staff you got to put on. Does 25 percent. You have two full one does 20 if you're full at 25 percent. Right. Run Is those enough revenue to run those numbers want to be there. And is that, yeah, not is it enough for them to want to be there? Is it enough to pay them to be there? To pay them to be there, for yeah. that labor to go up. Because, you know, even with the tip credit and all that stuff that we've talked about, it's still, you know, you're talking about percentage-wise what your labels, what your labor is going to be. Yep. So that's number one. And that's if you're full at 25%, right? That's assuming that you're full at 25%. <laughs> we, we're at 50% right yeah. now that we're allowed to be. We're yeah. not full all the time at 50%. The reason being is... The while while the public is getting more and more comfortable with coming inside the restaurant, it's not completely. They're back still yet. not there, and the, it's like, would you like sit inside or outside? Outside, 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 outside. 
we could take it inside outside 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 well we could take it inside you know so even if if you're not full if the ability is there maybe the demand's not yeah, there yeah yeah maybe the demand's not there so then you have to take into that account like okay we can open inside but this is it. how many people are going to want to sit inside yeah so if we're at 25 percent capacity and i can only fill 12 percent you know that's maybe that's your real number is 12 percent like well you know what are that's we doing? also though let's take this into factor also People don't want to sit inside in the summertime. They want to soak up as much of the summer as they can. And we do this time yeah. and time again, seasonally. Yes, yes, but in real life, you want to sit outside, and then when, oh, well, outside's full, but we can seat you inside. Okay, we'll sit inside. Yeah. For the most part, yeah. Right? But now it's like... Maybe I'll go somewhere else, or maybe I'll come back later. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I, I agree with that. And the thing to note for our northeastern territory here is that it's going to start getting cold soon and people are not going to be sitting outside anymore yeah. and that's toward the end of october side that, and that's the scary part and that yep. is and back to thinking about 25 percent occupancy right now where you're saying all right sometimes we're not filling the inside to 50 percent at that point where it starts getting cold outside i think you will be filling the inside to 50 percent no doubt because people don't want to sit outside anymore. Now they already have summer out of their mind. They've moved on to, you know, what the fall is. And I think we're trained as people in this area just to think like that. I also think this area is going to have a bit of a head start because we already had the indoor dining for yeah. a couple of months. You yeah, know? for sure. So it's a, the area has had a chance to get comfortable yeah, with it's it. It's going to be a slow, a slower, slow start for the that, city. Who's just getting That first now. couple of weeks when they said, okay, you can seat indoors. Yeah. Literally nobody mm -hmm. sat indoors. I remember, I think I was here the first or second night, and, like, there was open tables while we were here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Every I think single table. There, there was one other table. I think there was one other it table. It was, like, there. jammed outside. You would, was, you would you would, was, pull up, or I would pull up sometimes, be like, oh, man, we're, we're slammed. I got to run in there. And then I run inside, and there's literally nobody in the restaurant. It's just all outside. Um, back to thinking outside of the box and doing creative things where we need to, you know, be creative or die at the end of the but day. But you said, I'm sorry, you said, you know, going into the winter months, I mean, that's, that's, I'm still weary, wary, weary or wary? What weary. do you say? I think you've weary. got weary. less to be nervous about. Other, uh, no, compared I just to the pronunciation. Weary. 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 weary or weary? Yeah. Weary. Yeah. Weary. 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 But you've got less to weary. be weary about compared to other people who haven't been doing the steady takeout and outdoor dining. Yeah, but are we going to get more capacity when we close outside? Are we going to be, can we open the bar? I don't know about the capacity you know? levels. I don't know if that's going to change, but. Those you, are the things that will offset as the temperature goes down. I, I see you what know? you're saying, but I, I'm, I see what you're saying. I, I think you've got less to worry about, though. Is that an agree to disagree? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were done. We were ready to move <laughs> on. <laughs> don't throw me out. Uh, Moving on but to as, uh, no wait. <laughs> as I was gonna say before, before we cut out of here, uh, I, I wanted to say that in thinking outside the box, you know, it's been brought to my attention that some of these spaces that are currently outdoor rooftop areas, they still count as outdoor space. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you put a tarp and a tent above it, it's yeah. still an outdoor space. Yeah. If you have a spot that you can tent and put a heater, then you're you're golden. So, but uh, this is a genius thing. Like, if you are somebody that has a rooftop and you've been happily serving yeah, people, how many rooftop long, bars? Are there? Yeah. I agree. There's not a lot of them. But all I'm saying is, in I'm giving props to those that are thinking outside the box that are looking to tent their spaces. Possibly, you're giving props to people who have the ability to put a tent outside. 
Yeah. <laughs> Way to be, dude. Yeah, yeah. But, no, but not everybody's thinking about, hey, let me put a tent on the top it's, floor. The, They've the never done is, that. We've really. talked about putting a tent in the parking spaces that we have tented up so we can heat it. But now we have to weigh the money that – so we only have the permits for the space. Yeah. It's only going to go until mid-November, and then the village needs to clear the street because as we get into inclement weather, yeah. possibilities and stuff like that, we can't have things in the street if we have to plow, et cetera. Yep. It's a little bit more dangerous if it's an icy road and someone slides off the road and crashes into the people, you know. So you can't, I understand we can't have it all year. Yeah. It's also too much cost for, you know, another month and a half. So that's what I'm saying. You have to weigh, you know, do we rent a tent? Do we buy a tent? Is the money that we would spend on doing that out? Uh, is the money that would come in from being able to operate that a little bit more justify the cost of the tent? You know, because it's not just you spend $1,000 if you make $1,000. Then you lost the thousand dollars, correct? Right? You know, it's not. It's not. You have to make two thousand dollars. You spend have to make. If you spend a thousand, you got to make five thousand. Yeah. You know, that's the margin on it. Just I, like anything ideal. else. All I'm saying, I, I was just trying to put you in profits. I know that we <laughs> should be striving for more. I, I was just trying to explain profits. And if you think you're the only one thinking about putting a tent, you're not, and Definitely that means not. those prices are not going to be cheap. So are you suggesting getting on top of your tent game ahead of time? before You should have done it right If you don't like, have a tent, it's yeah, too late. At this point. Unbelievable. By the way, I just went to the store. Paper towels are no longer a thing again. We're back to that. You can find toilet paper for aisles long, not one single roll of paper towel. You heard it here first, folks. Go get your paper towels. <laughs> Jay's gonna I haven't seen that on one towels. yet. But. Yeah, me neither. I don't know what you're talking about, but, you know. I've got plenty. All right, so... <laughs> Tell me, let, let's hit marketing real quick, too. You know, the QR codes, they're all over the place. Yeah. I can't believe how long these have taken to actually be of use Dude, somewhere. They were a dead technology a couple of years ago. Completely. They've been a dead technology for a long time. Well, I'm since sorry. 1994. Not, not they were a dead technology six months ago. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely insane. You know, I designed a business card for one of my buddies about a year and a half, two years ago. And I was like, I think we're finally at the point where like people could start using QR codes. Nope. So I snuck it into the bottom so somebody could just scan it. You know, it's really tough when you go to events and everyone's handing cards out. Just let me scan the goddamn QR code and yeah. put the, you know, the contact info on the phone. So I set the QR code up to do that exactly and include his personal website. All that stuff just turns it into a contact. Beautiful. Awesome stuff. How many people do you think knew how to use that at that point? How many do you One. think scanned I'm, it? I'm going to say like two. Me as you a test. and the guy you told. Yeah, yeah, and you, like his girlfriend, <laughs> maybe his mom. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're still sitting on these business cards, I'm sure, by now. And now he's probably like, check this out. I got a QR code on. You know how to use it now, though, right? It makes even more sense now because you don't want to be taking business cards from random people now. Yeah. It's like you don't know where No, the QR code came in insanely helpful especially right off the bat. And yep. it, it's amazing to me how many people are like, oh, cool, that's pretty, even now. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of restaurants use yeah. the QR code. Like, everybody's you know, it. use the QR code for a menu. Yeah. And I'm still seeing people tonight that are saying, oh, that's such a good idea. And I was like, you have not yeah. seen this yet. Where like, yeah, these things came out in 94. Right, like, <laughs> in 96. But I started thinking the possibilities of how to use no one, just like you said, no one utilized it. No one even thought about the possibilities of how you can use it, what you could use it for. But it's because people weren't um, adept, adept to it. They weren't using it every day. It was a weird thing for them. Now that people 
have it on their mind, they see it, scan it on all this stuff. It has a ton of possibilities. Absolutely. It, it, and they're endless. One, it made the menu so like so much better. I don't even want to go back to a regular menu. <laughs> if we, when when COVID's over and we can touch things again and et cetera, in my mind, I'm thinking that we're gonna stay with that QR code and I wanna let, build it into the table. So it's just right there in your seat and you're just like, this is a smokehouse QR code. And you sit down, boom, you got it and you get a phone. And there's reasons for that. One, I think, the, I, let me get it. You get to cut down on buying printed menus. Dude, that's like reason five. Oh. Okay? <laughs> like, that's, that's definitely a reason, but it's reason five. Number one, yeah, you don't have to print menus, print buy menus, menus, do all that stuff. You know, we change, you change the menu seasonally, sometimes, sometimes quarterly, sometimes seasonally, sometimes whatever. Monthly, depending so on the stock. Even if you're doing permanent menus that, you know, are reusable, you're still printing you know, four, five, six, seven times a year. Yeah. Anytime you want to make a change, if something's not working, you got to do this printing. But that's reason five. <laughs> you basically get, you get someone sit at sit at your table, mm -hmm. take out their phone, scan it, and take the information, whatever information that you want them to take on their phone. Right. Do you know how hard people work to get before this to get you to do that? Right. Yeah. There are companies that are built on the idea of <laughs> we will get people to take out their phone and scan your shit so you have information. And yeah. that's their whole company that's to get people to do that. And now people are just like, yeah, I'm going to scan your people phone. People are just doing it automatically. I'm going to scan your QR code. Get on my phone. Cool. I'm on your phone. Yeah. Right? You got you get that. You're into their phone. <laughs> as soon as they sit You know down. what I mean? Yeah. Like, and people don't even realize it. You just slid into their phone. You yep. get into somebody's phone these days, you're, you, in. You, you're in that person's you're in. life. Yeah. So now, like, let's take this to the next level. No, the next level. I'm sorry <laughs> I'm going to cut you off, but the next level is, and we all know exactly what it Taylor is. Taylor Swift has the best album of all time. That's <laughs> <laughs> <It's> good. <laughs> and then next, <laughs> I like it. I like what you did there. The, the next level is going, getting into your phone. What do we say all the time? We have a conversation. We talk about something, whatever. Then all of a sudden, the next time you're scrolling Instagram, it pops up. It pops up. Yeah. Well, you just got into their phone with like uh, Smokehouse and your menu. You yeah. don't think everything your phone just realized that you're looking at, you know, you're going to get some more Smokehouse Your restaurant's ads. menu. Yeah. Like, why did you visit this restaurant? Yeah. Why did you Google's do Google's going to ask you, how was your yeah, visit to Google's Smokehouse? Gonna, Google's going to hit you. Next time you go on Instagram, maybe that's going to hit your algorithm. Oh, yeah. you, you looked at this restaurant's menu. So, you know, if the, if you're doing the QR code correctly, right? You yeah. don't want to just do a PDF drop on whatever no. that doesn't, that's not linked anywhere. That's going to hit algorithms. Yeah. So like we did is we moved our menu to the QR code, but it's hidden on our website. So if yep. you go to shtailgate.com, yeah. you don't see the QR code page. But if you scan the QR code page, it goes right in there. Yeah. And now, now, now you got the Smokehouse cookies. Yeah, and now your phone. the cookies are in there and all that <laughs> stuff. But the best part, that's that's not even that's, that's not, not even, even number the best one. Part. The best part is as soon as they scan that, it goes to that page. You can put whatever you want on that page. Yep. And basically manipulate them into looking at what you want to get yeah, them like, first. This yeah. is what you want to get. So for instance, we just put like right now it says eat and drink. So you scan the thing, it says eat and drink. Eat is the food menu, drink is the drink menu. I know. Oh, crazy. Groundbreaking. crazy. Revolutionary. Stuff. But the last week we brought back uh draft root beer. Onto, we haven't had that since March. But for some reason, Coke was having trouble producing Coke, right? Because COVID. I don't wow. know. It's everybody's excuse now to be lazy and not be able to produce anything. 
But now you can tell every person that comes in here, we have root beer again. Right. So I put a banner right on top of the two <laughs> on the two menus. Yeah. There's a banner that says draft root beer back, you know, on big letters right across the top. It's not intrusive. It's not like a pop-up because that's going to be annoying because, you know, like, I don't want to pop up menus. I'm trying to look at your menu. Yeah. But it just says draft root beer is back on tap. How many root beers did you sell this week? Dude, I fucking sold a keg in like a day. It was... A- <laughs> We don't sell that much root beer ever when it was like normal. That's and then impressive. all of a sudden, draft root beer right on top, and it's just every single one is root beer, root beer, root beer, root beer, root beer. That's hilarious. You know, I, that really does. Uh, you just hit so many different points in such a extremely short. That was only short, the first three out of the five. Yeah, there's so much more. You yeah, I, I mean, the amount of points that you just hit <laughs> in such a short amount of time that are like complete, utter gems. I have, I have some questions to ask you about things, and this will maybe help somebody that's not fully set up. Everyone figured out how to do the QR codes, pretty much. But explain how you got the QR code set up. How'd you actually do that yourself? It's like a website, QR code generator, and you just sign up. So you generically put the QR code in, Yeah. and when you go to that website, it asks you where you want to send people? Yeah, it says you could send it. You want it to go to a PDF, you want it to go to a website. You gotcha. Wanna- you want to do a, and, a contact card. And you chose a website. We chose a website. So you built out a website page on Smokehouse website, right? right. SHTailgate.com. Right. Not a shameless plug. Um, so you put that website as a forward slash menu. Right. So it's actually a QR code. All right. So now that's their landing page once they scan their QR code. Right. So... In doing that, like you just said with the cookie, I'm just trying to break this down a little bit further for people because you went over this really quick. Where now, yes, there's cookies in the phone from Smokehouse website. Are you involved with any retargeting companies Not yet. that wind up doing the ads? Not yet, but I'm working on it. <laughs> so we I, I <laughs> trying to we, figure it out. Yeah, I think we lightly talked about it. Like, there's a lot of Google companies and affiliation companies that will do geotargeting and right. fencing. So if we you've actually gone in to this location, we've done geo fencing before. So you would fence your own place pretty yeah, much. But now it's a whole new world. You, would also, you don't even have to. You would fence a place. You face other places. You'd fence a competitor. Yeah, but I'm saying with everybody going back to the Smokehouse page, now you could just retarget those IP addresses, uh, which are the essentially your phone's internet physical if they, address. If they have their location on, you can basically see everywhere they go. And then you can identify where your customers are going, and then you can identify places that you want to target to get your future customers. So like our customers, you say, okay, our customers that are coming in here are going A, B, and C. So the people that go to A, B, and C must be people that we would like to advertise to. So then you throw a geofence around A, B, and C, and you can pull more people from your demographic from those places. All right, so they hit it, right? They figured out how to use their phones now because they've been doing this everywhere, mostly. And then what you just said was you got root beer back on tap. This is a big deal. I don't. People sometimes underlook this. I don't think it's this. a big deal, but you write no, it. Root in beer big on le- tap is a big deal. You, it's delicious. Well, it's cool. It's a niche <laughs> thing, right? Like not it, everybody has correct. Root beer. Yeah. And it's delicious. But the big thing is that you're putting the information that you want out first right in their face. Yeah. So that's your call to action now. Yeah, but you don't just put like oh, an ad for a draft root beer. You put that like back on tap, big exclamations. So get even excited, someone who get might excited. yeah. So even someone who might monster not, truck flares in the background. <laughs> yeah. Well, not too much because you don't want them to get turned off. By you got to find idea. the menu still. Yeah, you got to find the menu and stuff. It's like you can't click on it or anything. It's just right up there. And then 
you know, but you make it like, you know, you have to word it so it's exciting. Yeah, but like, it, Rupert, like, back on draft. And then you see, and you're like, oh, back on, oh, draft you know, so say what that is you it? weren't advertising the root beer though, and we just talked in the last episode about you know the the rib rub coming out. Right. You can advertise you rib can rub any, for sale. You got a special like here. that. You can change it, and that's the other nice thing about the QR code. You can change it whenever you want to. Yeah. It's you know it's as fast as you can update your website. That's how fast you can change it. You don't have to print anything. No more waiting for Minuteman to print yeah. out menus before. Like, and premium. you didn't pay a dollar to do. No, the QR I paid for the generator thing. You did because it's a it's a dynamic code. Insane. So they used to be free. It's. I mean, it's nine dollars for the year. So it's not. <laughs> they used to be a free you know fucking I mean? thing. Well, Nobody no, you can do that. it. You can do it for free. Okay. But I wanted a. Um. So they have two things. You, you want to be able to change it. I want to be able to change it. So they have one where it'll generate you a QR code for anything, but it's a one-time code. So it generates you the code, and that code links to one thing, and but then it's done. I wanted a what they call a dynamic code, so I could just have the code there, and then change its link continuously. Change the destination of that right. code. Otherwise, yeah. I'd have to keep reprinting a new code every time I wanted something. Yeah. I wanted a hard code, yep. and then that is like the smokehouse code. That's the smokehouse code, yeah, yeah. and then I could change that whatever that points to. I could change. Now your table Whenever. tents could just change on the fly. You don't right. have to go back to. Man I don't have to print press. new tents. Well, yeah, yeah you just, don't have to print new tents. It's the yep. same code for everything. Well, which is really ideal at the end of the day. Uh, now let's say this too, right? Can we take this whole QR thing a step further? Yes, you can. And I got the idea while I was in Maine. At I'll another just, place. Nooms, I'm gonna just go wait in the car. Let me know when <laughs> yeah. you guys are ready for me to. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, not, right? I'm pretty excited about this. Nah, yeah. come on, come on. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> So I was at another place in Maine again, going back to get out of your place and go to other places so you can pick up on different things, right? Like, Yeah, get, get out of the funnel. Get out of your face, hmm? you know, whatever. So I'm at another place, and I realized, you know this from, we've always had the rewards program mm -hmm. or whatever. Smoke squad, 10% off. No, not, yeah, but not that. But the, you know, <laughs> we do a reward, a loyalty rewards, right? So every, yeah. oh, the, every, point, the points. Yeah, in? so every yeah. $150 you yeah. spend, you get $25 back as long as you have the... Mobile Bites is our Shout POS. out to Bobo, the king of the points. Oh, he's not even top five anymore. Dude. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, it's been... Get, whatever. But yeah. anyway. He's busy, get, he's busy. Yeah, but you get the points for yeah. whatever you spend. It, it's always been, got to get people to sign up for this thing. Yep. You got to get people to sign up for this Tell thing. Tell them about the points. Tell them about the points. Oh, the But it's so hard to get the servers to servers and the bartenders and to-go guys be like, oh, by the way, your phone number, and it tracks like, your phone number, and you get these points. The there's a couple, couple of steps in yeah, the process. And... You know, usually we're busy and we're trying to do something else. We don't have time to walk everybody through these points and whatever. This place that I went to had the code there. They had two codes. One was their menu menu or whatever they were doing. And then they had, like every other table. So it wasn't too much on one table. So mm -hmm. it's like one because then you get confused. Yeah. And then you don't know what to look at. But they had an area where they had in one seat. One seat was this. One seat was that. One seat was this. One seat was that. And it said like, oh, download their... Mobile Bytes version. Yeah, their Mobile yeah. Bytes app, whatever. Download our app. Mm -hmm. You know, scan this code, download our app, get, you know, free shit, whatever it says, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so Every I got everybody at the table scanning the stupid code for the for the menu now, and we got them in that funnel. I was like, all I have to do is make a thing that says, get $25 every time you spend $150. Scan this code, download our app. Yeah. And then, then now you have them two times. You, got, you get them in your app. Because our, you know, the one thing is our app's clunky, right? Like, right. Yeah. We don't have a native. Again, steps to it. We don't have a native app. It's not a smokehouse app. It's yeah. our POS app, but that it has a scanner. Who's the POS provider, by the way? Uh, Mobile Bytes. Mobile Bytes. Um, and what it is, 
when we signed up with them five years ago, I said, we have this QR code technology and you can scan the yep. QR code on your ticket and get reward. And I said, no one uses a fucking <laughs> QR code. <laughs> I was like, why do we have a QR code? Yep. This is stupid. I like, remember we that. We just have a uh, nap. And now it's like, hey, everybody uses a QR code. <laughs> so we already have it, but their app is basically a scan. It's a scan app that scans the QR code that's on the bill and registers it to your to profile. Your yep. And then and you it get knows the how much you spend. Yeah. But it's any restaurant that's on this POS system has the same thing. So you, it would show up a bunch of restaurants, but as long as you're at Smokehouse and you're scanning it, it would just bring you to the Smokehouse portal inside that. That's the steps that were always hard for us to do because there was like so many things. Now yeah. I can just stick the QR code right on the table and say $25 yeah. you know, off or $25 credit every time you spend $150, scan this thing. From a marketing standpoint, I would even take that one more forceful step and I, I think there's two ways to go about it. Like you just said, when somebody sits at the table, they scan the QR code to get to the menu. You can make that landing page, that's the menu page currently. You can make that landing page now like a split link page where at the top it could say, hey, sign up for our blah, 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 and receive this much money on blah, blah, blah before you place your order. So they right. could sign up and then place their order and get the rewards right there on the spot. Or because that's kind of like a intrusive, like yeah. do this and it's you want to be no, I want you want to be careful on a page that they have to go to. Yes, right. you don't want to make too many to steps on the page. Yeah, yeah, you don't so want them, they don't want them to make them feel like they have to do this thing before they can. They're get watching food. commercials, or, you know. Yeah. Like, Agree, and that's why my next statement was about to be: you can also put on that website, and it's fairly easy to get the coding to do it. I I think you are doing it yourself at this point, right? Mm -hmm. And by the way. Justice self-taught himself how to do these things. <laughs> I'm not patting him on the back because I used to get paid to do these things for him. But, you know, being a smart individual that can figure out how to do things himself, Google is there for you. Ask Google any question you want and it's going to give you the goddamn answers. But certainly enough, you can even have that landing page where they're getting to your menu right now. You can have it do a pop-up in 15 seconds of them scrolling through that says, hey, wait. Before you order, if you sign up for this, you can get $25 off of your $100 or whatever. And they could hit, hit the X mark or they could keep perusing the menu, you know, whatever it is they want to do. But that's that, also but like a not forceful way to do it. It kind of is. No, we're used to hitting the X on pop-ups. Yeah, but Have you been on Pornhub lately? You, you, <laughs> Listen, I don't want pop-ups though. Yeah, You're you like just shoving gotta a pop-up down you someone's gotta be, throat. Yeah, you really got to be careful about the presentation because the... The more obvious it is, the less you're gonna the sub the subconscious is gonna be there. I was really careful the way I did that banner on top to make sure it didn't pop up above the you know the menus or anything like that. It's just a really subtle reminder of hey we got root beer back and maybe I'll change it. You know it says you know we're gonna run a beef rib on Saturday or or whatever and just a quick banner that we can change and kind of focus on because subconsciously. You, you have to be careful what you're hitting in the guest subconscious because it would create or it creates a return visit visit or deters a return visit whether they know it or not and that's that's the line you got to be like real careful about being on that's especially on a page where you're forcing them to go you're like no 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 you want the menu you have to go here but I'm gonna barrage you with a bunch of shit first well I'm not saying like hit them with the little corner advertisement that says like there's 
20 year local girls in your neighborhood not those ads you know what i mean this kid bro uh i do like <laughs> he just can't help himself always oh, with the sex i, I do like himself. the uh the what is it the link tree that kyle uses yeah, yeah. uh kyle and sarah you know real estate uh blowing up apparently he, he's ever he's everything <laughs> but we've talked to him a few times on here now too but he uses Linktree in his profiles for everything and what the Linktree does is once you click it it brings you to the top of the tree if you will and then underneath they have all the different link directions that you can go so one will take you to send him an email one will take you to his phone number if you need be uh, another one might be like a video about what I do, which kind of lets people choose, you know, where direction on where to go. Yeah. One yeah. might be his OnlyFans. One might be his $3.99 <laughs> recurring fee foot pics on his OnlyFans. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Kyle, if you do that or not. Uh. But, yeah, there's a, total, a handful of different things that have opened up as far as the QR codes go. And it's so easy now that we've trained everybody to do it that... You could almost spoon feed them whatever you want, advertisingly. And as Justin said, don't force it down their throat. You can tell this guy's a salesman. He's talking about advertising on, on your menu page. That's all he's talking about. Yeah. I mean, we're all salesmen. Dude. No, but it's different. It's different. It's not different. Everybody's selling something. It's different. I am hyped. That was a good episode. I'm ready to go home and get some QR codes done. I'm going to design 17 QR codes tonight. Put them all over the place. 17 QR codes. No, I'm not. That's really going to do things for your algorithms. It was a good talk, though. It was a good talk, guys. Guys, don't forget to smash that like and subscribe button because, you know, algorithms.